Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hey, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hey, brilliant listener. It is kickoff day number four. We are kicking off Soul Health Mentor 2.0. It is a new season, specifically a growing season. We are growing our dream seeds with out of your mind and into your heart wisdom to manifest the dream our soul has for us. And in this episode of Soul Health Mentor, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Manisha Tara from the Transform Your Relationships podcast. We're talking about exactly that, transforming our relationships. This is sometimes the very thing in the way of our dreams, in the way of our needs, our requirements, our desires. It's our people-pleasing tendencies. It's our stress response, our freeze, flight, fight, or fawn. And this was a really meaningful conversation to have with Manisha that I am grateful to be able to share with you today. Manisha Tare is a somatic healing practitioner for highly sensitive and empathic women who have those people-pleasing tendencies and want support to prioritize their well-being, set better boundaries, and be less affected by others' emotions and actions. Through a combination of trauma-informed healing modalities and mentoring, she supports her clients to heal their nervous system so they can confidently ask for what they need and feel worthy of. And it is so important to feel worthy of amazing relationships. Enjoy this beautiful interview with Manisha. And remember to check out the show notes blog on soulhealthmentor.com. It is episode number 66 to find out how you can connect with Manisha. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor Podcast. In today's episode, I have a guest that I'm really excited to talk about. I'm very, very grateful she's here. It's Manisha Tare, and she works with the nervous system, with somatic healing, and I just can't wait to talk to you about it, Manisha. It's so wonderful you're here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Oh, it's such a meaningful conversation because it's part of being healthy, but it's not something that is wild, wildly understood. And since we talk about the connection of soul and health, this is a fantastic topic. So I just wanted to start us off by asking what actually inspired you, empowered you to do the work you do today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a great question. And it's there, there's so many details to it. So I'm going to, I always try to make this relatively succinct, but I think what feels important to share is that I've always been drawn to things that help you feel more grounded. 
and help you feel more in your body. My undergraduate degree um, was in occupational therapy and I worked with adults for a while, but I also worked with a lot of children and I would see the way they would interact. And I ended up working with a lot of kids with developmental delays and on the spectrum. And I would really see how they would function taking in information, how they would process it and how that would output. And so as a therapist, when I was working with these kids, even though we were doing things functionally to sort of support them, I was so curious. I'm like, what is going on underneath the surface, right? Like what's happening where they're taking this in? Like what's happening when they're processing? How can we help that be better for them? And then, you know, in my own journey too, I studied yoga and meditation. And then I studied a body work called craniosacral therapy, which is an osteopathic technique that really helps you balance your nervous system. So in doing that, I was going to bring it right back to the kids because I thought that's like what I could do with them. And I did a little bit, but in the process, I worked with so many adults. And what I was finding with adults was that this, I, this process of really grounding and helping their nervous system feel more balanced mm-hmm. was allowing them to feel safe enough for their old, like unexpressed emotions to come up for maybe trauma that had been buried to start to rise up and feel they felt safe enough to process it. And that was like incredibly fascinating to me because I know what a sensitive nervous system I have. And I just because feeling like, oh my God, this makes you feel so much safer. This makes you feel so much more grounded. This allows all the stuff that maybe you've pushed down to come up and sort of parallel to that in my own personal journey, I was having like, health stuff coming up in the form of, um, shoulder injuries. So like a lot of musculoskeletal stuff and just feeling, um, anxiety. And so when I was like parallel, right at the same time going through my own stuff, I was like, okay, I need this. I see how other people need this. I see how my going through my own health issues was helping me recognize the benefits of, Mm -hmm really supporting your nervous system at such a deep level. And so it was all kind of this like confluence, right? Like it was all happening at the same time. And when I look back, I can see it so clearly, but at the time I have to tell you, it was, it was very messy. (laughs) It was super messy. (laughs) And yeah, uh, yeah, it all kind of came together in that way. I really love listening to your story and, and seeing the layers of it. And I also, it's not something you typically love when you're in it, but I love that you said now it's messy. And this is the part where, for me, the expression of soul health is the multidimensionality of us. It's our body, it's our mind, it's our heart and emotions, and it's our spirit. And when everything comes up at the same time, it's kind of messy because you don't even know where's up or down. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's also... We become mentors because we can Mm -hmm. share our own experience. We have gone through the healing. It's not just book theory. And that was the evolution I was hearing in your story. So yes, therapist, and you, you know, Mm -hmm. you got a degree and you studied, but you start, you started working and then you started noticing things. And then you did the cranial sacral therapy and then your own things came up. Mm -hmm. Then you already answered the next thing I was going to ask you, (laughs) I was going to ask you, have you seen the work that you do, you know, 
how it works for your clients and the people mm. you work with. And mm. it was all emerged, it seemed like you were doing your own work, you were helping others. Mm-hmm. And and now it's it's beautifully settled. And mm-hmm. I think what sometimes happens is that people in general, society at large, doesn't necessarily understand the multi-dimensionality of health. So things like the immune system or the nervous system, it can be so super abstract. And I want to make sure that if we have listeners listening in, thinking, okay, that sounds fantastic. It's, it's, I need something for working through trauma. But how would you describe the nervous system and the health of the nervous system in very simple words for someone that perceives it as abstract? Yeah. Oh gosh. I love this question. Um, I'm going to do my best because it's, uh, it's so easy to get in the weeds with this, but I, I I'll offer this and you can tell me what you think. And I think a lot of people, when they think of the nervous system or stress or trauma, the words like fight flight are very popular or like even sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Like people have maybe heard those, there, in addition to fight flight, there's also freeze. And now people are talking about the fawn response, which is that people pleasing response a lot more. So I, I think maybe the way I would describe it is that our nervous system, when it's in a place of like homeostasis or balance, when things come in from the external environment, we feel resilient enough to, you know, experience it, pause, maybe respond, you know, take some space to take it in. It like metabolizes in some way. Mm -hmm. But I find that in today's like very high stress, like society, we're fast moving, we're taking in way too much information. There's all kinds of personal and interrelationship issues. Like, I mean, that's normal. There's our nervous systems are we feel so overloaded that there's like no space to really like take in or process things at a speed that I think we're really designed to. So when I think about, well, how can we support our nervous systems? It can be like individual for each person because, you know, we all metabolize stress differently. You know, for me, I tend to do slower things. Like I I do like some movement, like with dance or yoga or meditation. I recently started running and that's been like a very new thing for me, but I've really noticed that be supportive, but for other people, it might be like more like running or boxing and, you know, like whatever, like as way on the other side. So I find that whatever helps you to like find that internal sense of balance is part of nervous system work. I mean, there's, there's so many deeper ways to go. If you are talking about working with like, you know, trauma that's been there for a while, that's like a little bit of a different story, but I kind of feel like for daily maintenance and to kind of keep us at a place where we could sort of stay afloat, Mm -hmm. this is like, what's really needed. I I actually think that you explained that really good because what I was hearing, so there's these key things that I heard 
is speed is a problem. Mm-hmm. You use the word metabolizing, which I love, mm-hmm. because I have this soul power mantra, this affirmation where when things get too much for me, I have to take a moment and it starts with eating and not being distracted mm-hmm. and putting putting away any kind of social media or any kind of device. Mm-hmm. And then I have this affirmation that says everything is easy to digest. Mm-hmm. I absorb everything that is good for me and disregard the rest. And I, it, I, I had to get this affirmation because I used to be exactly like that, overwhelmed from the overstimulation, the, the information. So I think that's really nicely explained for someone to be able to understand, okay, I have a nervous system, it can be overwhelmed. And I also loved that you shared the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn because it is becoming very popular in the sense to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it is so true, we all have some sort of trauma. And that's not a bad thing. It's good to know how we react to stress. And I recently learned that this wasn't conscious, this was my own healing work, that I was in the fawn response. Mm. And it was people pleasing to the level where you're controlling your outside environment by people pleasing to feel safe, absolutely, to not get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And that took me a long time to work through. Mm -hmm. So I really thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm sure the listeners are are understanding. And what I love about this podcast, I'm just going to mention it. Mm -hmm. It's hosted on Podbean. And Podbean actually has a comment function. So I just want to mention if anybody wants to, you know, have questions and answers, then you just download the Podbean app and you can ask questions. And I would love for that to begin. Then it would be an interactive kind of thing. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't realize that that could happen. But yeah, yeah, so good to have conversations with people who are curious and wanting to learn more and deep, dive deeper. And Yes. Yeah. And what I also find in the work that we do as holistic practitioners, and I want to ask you your opinion, your perspective, do you find that we can only hold the space of healing to the level that we've done healing work ourselves? Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, it's, it's nearly impossible, I think, to take somebody further than you've well, I, I guess let me let me back up for a moment. I I liked how you said take uh, hold space because I think the outside can look a lot of different ways for people in terms of however they're sort of manifesting their outer experience and their outer life. But yeah, I think in terms of being able to hold a depth of space, you certainly don't have to have gone through the same thing, right? But I think that there's like a level of healing and being able to, for me personally, like to be able to have sat in my own discomfort to such a level that allows me to then sit with somebody else who, whose experience might be completely different, but, you know, hold that level of of space where they feel safe and they can cry or they can yell or they can scream, or they're not going to feel judged. And it's like that frequency that matches where they, intuitively know like it's okay for me to show my whole self or be my whole self 
And there's a lot of healing in that. And I find that, you know, sometimes you can work with a practitioner and, and do really wonderful work. And then maybe you're feeling like a plateau. And that's a good question to ask. Like, are you feeling the plateau or are you just feeling like you can't really go deeper with, with this person? And there's nothing wrong with that, certainly, mm -hmm. you know, but just to, I think it's, it's good awareness to recognize, especially, I don't know if you're, you or your audience kind of relate to being um, on the highly sensitive side. Yeah. Yes. I, I would imagine so, but I didn't want to make any. <laughs> um, and I feel that as high, as people who are highly sensitive, we pick up on a lot that is unseen. And so I know this is not the question you asked me, but I feel like this is so important to share because I find that so often people who are highly sensitive, they might be sort of told how to feel in certain mm -hmm. ways, or maybe that their feelings like aren't quite right. Mm -hmm. But I would say if you're really sensitive in that way, and you're in the process of doing your own work, you know, it's not a reaction or assumption or all these things that might be happening with stories that, you know, just trust that you're picking up on something that maybe not, not be quite right. Like there's in incongruence there and just be open to like trusting yourself and exploring it. And um, yeah, so I, I do think that we absolutely can hold space to the degree that we have like felt and sat in our own discomfort. That one, I love that you said that we have to have sat in our own discomfort because if we don't, if we couldn't, couldn't do it, how are we supposed to hold space for someone else that is in discomfort? And then I actually really do love that you brought up the highly energetically sensitive. Mm -hmm. I haven't officially um, talked about it on, on the episode, okay. but I think since it's coming up and I was just interviewed on a podcast about ADHD, which they're talking about um, mm -hmm. neurodivergence and neurodivergence just means the brain is working a little bit different. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is that I do identify as highly energetically sensitive mm -hmm. and I was always told to not be so sensitive Yes, <laughs> and, and uh, all kinds of things. All kinds of things. <laughs> and my, but it's in, in a trauma response, I was talking about the fawning. Mm -hmm. It was the antenna that were mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. and that's where the empathic abilities come in to, to, to know people's wishes and desires and yeah. requirements before they even know it. And that became a very toxic way of living. Mm -hmm. So I identify to the highly energetically sensitive, but I do not identify to the empath because mm -hmm. that part was twisted and dysfunctional because I used my empathic abilities to accommodate others, which, which had me suffer. Yes. Yeah. And and so that's, but that's just the, I think we all have that where we have words that are charged with, with certain mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't refer to myself as an empath, but I will say I'm highly energetically sensitive, but then people will say it's the same thing. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, we don't have to go down, but I think they're, they're a little different. So yes. I appreciate that you're, yeah, I don't think they're quite the same or they present exactly the same way. I see how people might use them interchangeably but mm -hmm. they do that they have different qualities it as I was doing my own healing work in showing up for myself and my soul health and my multi-dimensional well-being I discovered a book and I'm going to share it at this point and mm -hmm. the listeners can can check it out 
It is a book by Rose Rose Tree. Don't you love that name? Rose Rose Tree. And it's called Become the Most Important Person in the Room. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It liberated me because I was never the most important person in the room because my antenna was always out. Yeah. So she explains the empath empowerment and okay. that liberated me. And that was the part where I'm like, okay, I have to be able to use my skill set in a way that is healthy yes. and, and not mm-hmm. toxic. Mm-hmm. So I'm really loving our conversation so far. Mm-hmm. What I did want to still ask you is, Sometimes when we do our own healing work and our own growth and our own expansion, there is this uncovering, unblocking of sometimes hidden hurts that we didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. But with hidden hurts also come hidden gifts Mm -hmm. or or I sometimes call it a secret dream. And I call it that because it was so hidden. I didn't even know I had it until I started the healing work. Did you have an experience like that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I think it's so perfect that we talked about the highly sensitive and, and empathic piece already, because I think that that really is it for me. And in, in terms of being able to sense so deeply into, like you said, what other people might want or need, even before they need it or knew or know what's going on. And also sometimes like tapping into people's intentions where they may not be fully aware. And so that I think was really tricky because, you know, you don't want to make assumptions or you don't want to misinterpret or, or all of these things. And you certainly, you know, I would never say that, Oh, I know something better than the person knows it themselves. Right. Like that is very disempowering. But what I realized was that I I can pick up on these types of things and I wouldn't push them on somebody, but I might like keep them in the back of my mind and inquire whether that's the case, certainly. And I think that ability was just something I didn't even know was a thing because if you just do something intuitively, then you you don't know that other people can't do it, right? So first of all, it was understanding like, oh, this isn't a thing that everyone else can do. Okay, number one, interesting. Number two, really like doing my own personal work to check that, right? Because again, not wanting to impose something on somebody that might not be true for them um, and and really doing that self-check-in for myself. But then three, like, again, like I said before, with the highly sensitive, when you know something's wrong, like just trusting that, okay, something is going on here. And I trust my own senses enough to know that. And I'm open to what that could be or what that could evolve into. But that probably was challenging initially because it would bring up like confusion or, you know, I would then make assumptions and maybe get into miscommunications that way. But the more I understood it and the more I really did my own personal work to be like personally responsible around like how I would share or communicate that it really has become such a gift because I use it with clients all the time. Like sometimes they are telling me things, but they just don't have the words or haven't been able to articulate it in a way that makes sense to them. And I will offer a statement to them or something. And they're like, yes, that's exactly it. You know, so it can be so incredibly helpful because it just speeds up their process, you know, instead of them feeling stuck and 
not I, knowing, yeah, or not having. I love it. As I was listening to you, I, I could really sense how I could so relate to uncovering something and then questioning it. Mm -hmm. and, and I speak out of, you know, the out of your mind and into your heart, because your monkey mind will tell you, oh, you're crazy. No, it's yeah. not that. But your heart tells you, no, no, there's something there. And mm -hmm. I can sense it and I can support my client. So it feels like you went through this challenge of accepting it and realizing mm -hmm. and, and honing the gift. Yes. And, and now that you've honed it, you've really deepened your practice with your mm -hmm. clients. And that helps your clients really being seen yes. in a way where others haven't seen them. So I really love that you shared that. And it and it just had to flow in the conversation for us. That's that's one example. You were guided yes. to talk about highly energetically sensitive and and I was able to share my part. So yeah. that's that's wonderful. And now I'm hoping that our this is always my intention and my hope. I do this that. The listeners get inspired by the stories we tell, mm -hmm. stories of healing, stories of empowerment, st stories of spiritual gifts, and then to also know that we don't have to walk the path alone. Mm -hmm. Even though we're working as practitioners, I'm sure you've had a share of, of people also being your support oh, system, absolutely. right? Yes, always. And I also always have my support system mm -hmm. to do my work mm -hmm. and so I wanted to ask, where could listeners find you if they're really interested to, to work with their nervous system and to check you out? Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and my handle is my name. So it's at Manisha Terry and my website is exactly the same, manishaterry.com. And I have um, the ways that people can work with me there as well as like some, you know, free meditations and downloads and things like that. And then I also have a podcast. Yay. Uh, yeah. Which is called the transform your relationship podcast. And I started that in June. Uh, so it's been going on since June of 2022. Uh, and yeah, it's been really wonderful because I do talk a lot about somatic healing on that podcast and really the way that I think about a lot of these types of things in terms of being sensitive or, or empathic, but really like how that impacts your relationship dynamics and then how you can do the work of understanding your nervous system of doing different healing practices within your nervous system and how that actually helps you set boundaries, which is massive when you are sensitive <laughs> and, um, and really how that like really transforms your relationships. Like when you have a good sense of yourself and like what your thoughts and beliefs are and where your energy, like it is in your own body and not, you know, with the antenna, like you were mentioning, that's when so much can change your, in your relationship. So yeah, I would um, welcome any oh. listeners or visits or messages. Your podcast sounds like such a gem and it's such a wonderful way to get to know you better and your work better. So I most definitely encourage the listener to check out your podcast, check you out on Instagram and your website. This work is so important and I'm so glad you were here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Krauss. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing.